Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Don't Stop Us Now. Yes, indeedy. And it's a how-to episode this week, which is awesome. But before we dive into that, we wanted to say a big thank you for being so fabulous as an audience as we continue to celebrate our third birthday. Third birthday. Can you believe it? I know. The time has gone so fast. Yeah, it sure has. We couldn't let our birthday go by without saying thank you to you for the feedback, the ratings, and the reviews you leave us. It really means such a lot. Absolutely. And listeners, you may not realize, but we're downloaded in 124 countries around the world. Can you believe that? Yeah, amazing. So hello to you wherever you're listening to us from. Yes, hello Lesotho, hello Colombia, and hi there Oman. And to celebrate our third birthday, you may have noticed we've changed our branding. Yes, you now see yours truly and Greta on the logo. Yep, it's goodbye to our Wonder Woman-inspired astronaut and hello to a look and feel that hopefully signals to newcomers in particular what we're all about, which is inspiring career advice from the world's most pioneering, innovative and original thinking women. Hear, hear. And a request from us, if you want to make our birthday the best ever, then please rate and review our show and tell others about it too. Yes, as I said earlier, it really does make such a difference. And it's also a really lovely acknowledgement of all the hard work we put into bringing you this amazing advice and inspiration from these incredible women. Speaking of advice and inspiration, today's episode is all about how to connect with others and build successful and enduring work relationships. Because let's face it, on average, we spend about, I think it's about a third of our lives or so at work. Wow. Yeah. So making sure we have positive relationships and work friends makes a really huge difference. That certainly puts it into perspective. Now, we know that this is a pretty huge topic to cover. So today, we'll be covering the key ingredients you need to help you foster great working relationships, including in this virtual and hybrid working world we all now find ourselves in. Exactly. And the foundational things we'll look at today are building trust with those you work with, not forgetting to be human yourself, and to connect and communicate openly and authentically with the humans behind the job titles you work with. And finally, respecting others, even when they're very different to you. Do these things consistently, 
and you'll become a much stronger people person. And if you think of all the best leaders you've ever had, my guess is that you describe them as a good people person. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my bosses springs to mind and he was so good at making you feel seen and heard and believing in what you could do, even when you weren't so sure. He was probably the best role model of a people person I can think of. That's so great. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? Mm. You know, I think it's the ultimate compliment for any leader, actually that she or he is a great people person. After all, what can anyone achieve alone? Well, not a lot. Okay, let's kick off with one very wise and successful CEO's thoughts on how to be a great people leader. Just recently, we had Connie McCaig on the show, and she shared so much wisdom with us at the time that we saved her great thoughts on building people skills till now. That's right. Connie recently sold the fintech business she ran as CEO and founder for more than a decade. She's twice been awarded CEO of the Year at the Australian Women in Finance Awards. And she shares with us here, for the very first time, some key advice she was given and her three principles for building enduring, successful relationships. One of my first leaders said to me, you will fail if you think you're managing a company. You're managing a set of individuals and your job is to get them running in the same direction on behalf of the company's interests. But the minute you look at them as a collective, you've lost. Yeah, so true. It's really powerful, isn't it? If you had to distill one or two powerful tips or tools for younger people in their careers to build successful people relationships, and you could certainly argue in this day of social media and less and working from home and less sort of one-to-one time with people face-to-face, it's even more important to build connection. What are the, the key pieces of advice you would have for building strong, constructive working relationships? I don't think you can have a genuine relationship without honesty. The way that the truth is delivered can vary between the relationships, the closeness. But, you know, I think if you're duplicitous and you say one thing and then you go and you do another, you can never genuinely have a deep relationship. So I would say the first is honesty. The second is consistency. A lot of volatility or I like you, I don't like you, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think being reliable, one of the nicest compliments I ever got was from one of my godchildren. And I said, what's the one word that you would use to describe me? And he said, dependable. And I saw that as a really important thing in relationships. And I think forgiveness We all make mistakes. We all hurt each other unintentionally. The closer you are, the more likely you are to do so. And I think it's really important to learn to forgive. Such wise words from Connie there. And just as an aside, listeners, Connie answered that question so articulately, right off the cuff. It was super impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And you can tell that while Connie may not have known we were going to ask her about people relationships, she's clearly spent considerable time thinking about what works best. Exactly. And you know, those three principles Connie shared, honesty, consistency, and forgiveness, are actually also important to help build trust with people. And as we said earlier, trust is an absolute must if you want to have an enduring, successful relationship with someone at work. It sure is, because imagine 
If you don't trust someone or they don't trust you, then you'll be circling each other, wondering if you're going to get stabbed in the back. And instead of focusing on doing great work, things will deteriorate over time to self-protection. And it can be so stressful, can't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, and coming back to those three principles Connie shared, they relate pretty closely to a highly regarded model for building trust, which is the solution to avoiding that kind of circling of each other that you talked about. And it's called the trust equation by a man called Charles Green. It's got four elements to it, and they are credibility, reliability, intimacy, all divided by your self-orientation or your focus on your sort of self-serving degree. And we'll put that equation and the link to the model in our show notes just so you can sort of see it in real life if that's helpful. Yeah, I can see how that corresponds with what Connie was saying, you know, because she talked about honesty and, you know, you can't get credibility without being honest, can you? No. And then she also talked about the importance of consistency and, and shared how one of her godchildren described her as dependable. You know, and consistency and dependability are part of the same parcel of being reliable, which is the word they use in the trust model. So there's a very strong overlap there as well. Absolutely. And then the other part of the trust equation is that you look for ways to build intimacy and to get to know the person and not be just transactional with them or task focused. And that's where listening and even small talk are important. You know, we humans aren't machines. We're wired for social connection and finding things in common. Yeah, for sure. And I I think people who are exclusively task-focused can really come across as cold and uncaring at times if they're not careful. They certainly can. You know, the final thing in the trust equation model is something to avoid or minimize, and that's being seen and acting as being self-serving. You can't build trust with someone if they perceive you're always in it just for yourself. Yes, so true. And you mentioned the importance of building intimacy or connection a minute ago. And I think that's a really interesting one now, particularly in this age of working from home and virtual meetings. Oh, yeah, for sure. So many of our opportunities to get to know someone as a person in a casual and sort of, you know, water cooler conversational way have been removed, haven't they, by working from home? Yeah, absolutely. And yet both from a trust point of view, but also from being human at work, we really need those moments of formal connection. Yeah, we certainly do. And that's a great segue, Greg, into our next key foundation we're talking about. And that is being human and authentic and connecting and communicating openly, which will automatically build more intimacy. But one question people may be asking now is, you know, how do I get those moments now if I'm working virtually? Good question. Go on. (laughs) Well, one thing that can help is to mix up your communication channels. When so many people are having Teams or Zoom meetings, if I need to check something with one person rather than email, I'll I'll sometimes pick up the phone and, and just call them. Great. I know it sounds a bit radical, (laughs) but I find the phone is actually a naturally a more intimate way of speaking and connecting with someone. But I I know not everyone feels the same way. Yeah, I'm a real fan of phone calls. But as you say, I do think a lot of millennials and people in their 20s who've grown up with text actually can be a bit frightened or intimidated and certainly don't necessarily see the value of a quick phone conversation. I think it's a real shame because it is actually a great medium to get to know someone and build rapport and trust with them. Yeah. And in this era where people are either messaging on Slack or email or getting on a Zoom or Teams call, how do you justify a phone call to someone without seeming kind of weird? Well, 
you know, I think you easily can, especially if you say, look, it's just a quick call because I really just wanted to find out one thing from you. But by the way, how are you doing? And I think that's justification in and of itself. Mm, I like that. But, you know, a call isn't always the answer or even possible, particularly based on, you know, if you're working with someone in a different time zone, for instance. But the point we're making is that, you know, mixing up how we communicate with people can help build a more three-dimensional, robust relationship. And that more closely resembles what would happen if we were sitting in the same office with someone. Yeah. And other ways to build that human connection are to include you know, non-work related topics into conversations where appropriate. For example, you know, a little bit of small talk before you jump into the substance of your meeting can be a really healthy thing as, as long as it doesn't go on too long. Yeah. You know, when we could meet in person, one of my favorite conversation starters used to be finding the right segue, of course, to ask the other person if they have any holidays planned, because that's a question that will put people in a really positive frame of mind if they do have a holiday planned, which I think is a great way to start a meeting. But of course, with COVID and depending on where you live, that question isn't always quite as relevant now. Yeah. So so what do you say instead? Well, actually, I still try to keep to the travel angle, but I usually ask some someone something such as, well, when travel opens up again for you, where would you like to go first? That's a great option. I like that. In addition to those options of small talk at the beginning of meetings, there are now also apps that are helping people have less formal interactions, even when they're working remotely. So check out the Slack app such as Donut, which actually creates opportunities for unplanned conversations. And tech giant Atlassian actually has created a dedicated Slack channel for social interactions since COVID. Yeah, just purely for social interactions. There's one other magic tip which can really help you build connection and respect faster, and that's using humour. We spoke with the authors and academics, Professor Jennifer Orker and Naomi Bagdonis a while back, when they released their business book on humour called Humour Seriously. Now, Naomi makes the great point that younger women in particular can get it all wrong when it comes to humor at work. Here she is. You know, I think it's a misperception that many young people have, and in particular young women have, that you have to be serious all the time to be taken seriously. And this is one of the four myths that we debunk in our book. We call it the serious business myth. And, you know, I felt like I had to be professional, pristine, really austere in order to get ahead professionally. And it's sad that I felt that way. And it's sad that a lot of especially young women feel that way, because the reality is that humor is this secret weapon that if you use it right, you can be more powerful. You can, you know, build relationships in ways that are just otherwise impossible. It's so true, isn't it? It's like humor melts away formality and really accelerates that connection. Absolutely. Jennifer and Naomi shared some pretty amazing stats with us when we spoke to them too. They said that 98% of executives prefer employees with a sense of humor. And then when it comes to being a people manager, they found data that shows that those managers are rated as 80% more effective when they're perceived to have a sense of humor. Incredible. So here's Jennifer now on how to turbocharge your leadership skills. The reality is we can do very serious things, but not take ourselves so seriously. Mm -hmm. And what happens for leaders is when they do show some 
some sense of humor and the bar is so low. So therefore, all they have to do is show a, you know, a glimmer of humanity, of levity, of humor, of ability to laugh authentically. And what that does is it diffuses tension. It gives them increased perceptions of status and confidence and competence by others. And people really feel like they can be more creative, even in moments of fear or uncertainty. A great point Jennifer made about being able to be more creative too. And what company isn't looking for innovation these days? Exactly. Well, before we leave this topic of being human at work and acknowledging your colleagues as human beings as well, another thing I'd say is one really good way to build intimacy and humanity is to be the first person to share something of yourself personally that is real and potentially shows you're being vulnerable in front of them. Now, of course, we're not saying do this where you really feel the other person has a proven track record of being very self-serving. But if there's any doubt, or if it's early days in the working relationship, then it's so important to give people the benefit of the doubt. The final part of keeping it real at work is trying to communicate as openly as you can. You know, we've all been in that situation where if we don't understand why we're doing something, it can really reduce your motivation or where you haven't realized that the other team has completely different KPIs to your team. And so that's why you're not working as well together as you could. If you explored those differences openly and worked out how to create a win-win. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, we've covered the importance of trust in building good relationships by being reliable and credible and dependable. And we've talked about forging closer relationships by being humans at work, using humor and small talk and open, real communications. Now we want to touch briefly on the importance of respect, even when you disagree strongly with someone's perspective. And that's hard to do, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, respect is something we all need as humans. And sometimes we can overlook how impactful things like body language or eye contact can be. So be aware of not turning away from people or not looking at them if you don't like what you're hearing, as long as it's said in a polite and constructive way, of course. Yeah. And another part of respect is also simply acknowledging people. You know, say thank you if they've done something for you or praise their work when it's justified. Now, particularly if you're a people leader and a manager, that's so important to do. And when you find yourself on a team where you disagree with someone else on the team, try to work towards finding solutions that are based on the team's collective insight and creativity. You know, it can be helpful to all agree on what you agree on first and get on the same page about what you're trying to achieve. Well, there you have our three key foundations for building strong and great working relationships and being seen as a people person. And I, for one, will be looking for opportunities to use more humor in the coming days. So watch out. Me too. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. Stay tuned for next week's mini episode, which, to be open and honest... Right now, we have no idea what it was going to be about. (laughs) So true. Ah, the beauty of having to play catch up after a holiday. Well, stay safe, keep it real, and have fun, everyone. Ciao for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.